This morning we're reading a story called The Crippled Lamb, and it's by Max Lucado. Once upon a time, in a sunny valley, there lived a little lamb named Joshua. He was white with black spots, black feet, and sad eyes. Josh felt sad when he saw the other lambs with snow-white wool and no spots. He felt sad when he saw the other sheep with their moms and dads because he didn't have a mom or dad. But he felt saddest when he saw the other lambs running and jumping because he couldn't. Josh had been born with one leg that didn't work right. He was crippled, and he always limped when he walked. That's why he always watched while the other lambs ran and played. Josh felt sad and alone, except when Abigail was around. Abigail was Josh's best friend. She didn't look like a friend for a lamb. Abigail was a cow. She was brown with white blotches that looked like rain puddles on a path. Her belly was as round as a barrel and her voice was always kind and friendly. Some of Josh's favorite hours were spent with Abigail. They loved to pretend they were on adventures in distant lands. Josh liked to listen to Abigail tell stories about the stars. They would spend hours on the hills looking into the valley. They were good friends. But even with a friend like Abigail, Josh still got sad. It made him sad to be the only lamb who could not run and jump and play in the grass. And that's when Abigail would turn to him and say, Don't be sad, Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. Josh wanted to believe her, but it was hard. Some days he just felt alone. He really felt alone the day the shepherds decided to take the lambs to the next valley where there was more grass. The sheep had been in this valley so long, the ground was nearly bare. All the sheep were excited when the shepherd told them they were going to a new meadow. Bah, bah. As they prepared to leave, Josh hobbled over and took his place on the edge of the group. But the others started laughing at him. Ah, you're too slow to go all the way up to the next valley. Go back, Slowpoke. We'll never get there if we have to wait on you. Go back, Joshua. That's when Josh looked up and saw the shepherd standing in front of him. They're right, my little Joshua. You better go back. This trip is too long for you. Go and spend the night in the stable. Josh looked at the man for a long time. Then he turned slowly and began limping away. When Josh got to the top of the hill, he looked down and saw all the other sheep headed toward the green grass. Never before had he felt so left out. A big tear slipped out of his eye, rolled down his nose, and fell on a rock. Just then, he heard Abigail behind him, and Abigail said what she always said when Josh felt sad. Don't be sad, little Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. And slowly the two friends turned and walked to the stable together. By the time they got to the little barn, the sun was setting like a big orange ball. Josh and Abigail went inside and began to eat some hay 
out of the feed box. They were very hungry, and the hay tasted very good. For a little while, Joshua forgot he'd been left behind. Go to sleep, little friend, Abigail said after they finished eating. You've had a hard day. Josh was tired, so he lay down in the corner on some straw and closed his eyes. He felt Abigail lie down beside him. He was glad to have Abigail as a friend. Soon Josh fell asleep. At first he slept soundly, curled up against Abigail's back. And in his sleep he dreamed. He dreamed of running and jumping just like the other sheep. He dreamed of long walks with Abigail through the valley. He dreamed of being in a place where he never felt left out. Suddenly, strange noises woke him up. What could it be? Abigail, I'm scared. Wake up. Abigail lifted her big head and looked around. The stable was dark except for a small lamp hanging on the wall. Somebody's in here, Josh whispered. They looked across the dimly lit stable, and there, lying on some fresh hay in the feed box, was a baby. A young woman was resting on a big pile of hay beside the feed box. Joshua looked at Abigail, thinking his friend could tell him what was going on. But Abigail was just as surprised as Josh. Josh looked again at the woman and the child and limped across the stable. He stopped next to the mother and looked into the baby's face. The baby was crying. He was cold. The woman picked up the baby and put him on the hay next to her. Josh looked around the stable for something to keep the baby warm. Usually there were blankets, but not tonight. The shepherds had taken them on their trip across the valley. Then Josh remembered his own soft wool. Timidly, he walked over and curled up close to the baby. Thank you, little lamb. The baby's mother said softly, and soon the child stopped crying and went back to sleep. About that time, a man entered the stable carrying some rags. I'm sorry, Mary. This is all the cover I could find. It's okay. This little lamb has kept the new king warm. A king? Joshua looked at the baby and wondered who he might be. His name is Jesus. Mary spoke as if she knew Josh's question. God's son, he came from heaven to teach us about God. Just then, there was another noise at the door. It was the shepherds, the ones who had left Joshua behind. Their eyes were big and they were excited. <gasps> we saw a bright light and we, we saw angels, so many angels. And they saw Joshua next to the baby. Joshua, do you know who that baby is? Then, he does now, said the young mother. She looked at Joshua and smiled. God has heard your prayers, little lamb. This little baby is the answer. Joshua looked down at the baby. Somehow he knew this was a special child and this was a special moment. He also understood why he had been born with a crippled leg. Had he been like the other sheep, he would have been in the valley. But since he was different, he was in the stable, among the first to welcome Jesus into the world. 
he turned and walked back to Abigail and took his place beside his friend. You were right, he told her. God does have a special place for me. The end. All right. Go back to your seats with your families, and you guys have a Merry Christmas. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a king wearing a magnificent crown. No, Dad, that's not it. Oh, really? Let me try it again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a powerful, well-trained soldier. No, Dad, you did it again. That's not right. Okay, uh, how about this? And this will be a sign for you. You will find a democratically elected president. What? No. A trendy motivational speaker. No way. A big tech CEO. A movie star. Time-traveling cyborg? Of those are right. The shepherds weren't going to find any of those. Okay then, little Miss Know-It-All. What did they find? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Oh, that's right, a baby. Does that even make sense? A, a baby is totally helpless. Yeah, but if Jesus didn't come as a baby, mm -hmm. then he would have known what it was like to grow up. Ah, but wait. Why did he have to grow up? That's easy. To save us. Ah, well then that means that the best part about Christmas is... The baby. Right, the baby. Oh, well, I guess it's time you get some sleep. We got a big day ahead of us tomorrow. No, we're not done with the story. Okay, just a little longer. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with All right, hey, good morning. Good, all right. Well, we're so glad that you're here. Thank you, and um, thank you, Tom. You're the man. <laughs> Tom, the man in his Christmas jam. There we go. <laughs> all right. Hey, let me just say this. Um, you know, first of all, if you're visiting with us, thank you for being here, and I uh, good to see old friends. I haven't seen that in a long, long time. 
and uh, good to see you, and he's in town visiting, and his family, and maybe you're here, and you're visiting from out of town, or maybe you're just around locally, and you're just uh, a part of our service this morning. Thank you for being here, and for uh, and, uh, being a part of the worship this morning, and uh, really simple. You know, yesterday we had a full, um, a full deal, and uh, full worship, we had three services, and all three were well, well attended, in spite of the weather. I mean, the weather wasn't very kind yesterday, and and uh, this morning the roads are better for me. I mean, I mean, you know, last night I was trying to get home, and and uh, it was pretty rough. But you know, God has just blessed us with great services yesterday, and um, and so if you're visiting today, really kind of just you know just kind of taking a just a just a scale back version of the you know what we normally do on a Sunday, and uh, but thank you for being here. And uh, so if you came in, should have got a program and um, all kind of stuff that's going on inside that program, what's happening. Uh, just take a minute, fill out that card, let us know that you came today. And uh, we would appreciate that very much. And uh, the basket, offering basket throughout the building, give it to me after the service. I'll be in the hallway. We've got a free gift that we'd like to give to you and your family. And uh, thank you for coming. And uh, so let me just say this. Um, uh, Pastor Tom, a wonderful job yesterday. Great job with all the stuff. And uh, he just put a lot of work into it. And, you know, this is not something he just pulled out of his hat the past week. You know, no, no pun intended, right? Um, and that's so he got his Santa hat on. But he literally, uh, for the last, uh, I would say the last three, four months, I mean, I was just working for yesterday. And I'll come in with songs and, and um, getting it all put together, getting, getting the teams all committed way in advance, you know. And, they, you know, it's just, uh, um, it's just uh, a lot of work. It's a lot of work behind what we do. And, um, and, and I know Tom's not looking for the credit because uh, it's all for God's glory. But thank you. And, um, and I know our church appreciate you very much. And so, and, um, and so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, every staff member, they want two things from their, from their boss to the pastor. They want praises and raises. So, <laughs> thought I got for you, Tom, praise, okay? <laughs> All right, well, listen, we're just um, uh, thankful for Christmas and uh, the kids and uh, being here today. Um, and if you notice, we've got a lot of stuff coming up, and um, I'm really looking forward to the new year. Um, next Sunday, we'll have two services on New Year's Day. All right, we'll have our 930 service. So if you're a 930 person, be here, okay? <laughs> and, uh, and I've got the 11 o'clock crowd. I feel like the next Sunday, it's going to flip-flop. The 11 o'clock crowd is going to be the, the, the bump up, you know. And uh, but I hope you may plan to be here to start the new year. Start the new year, 2023. And um and next Sunday, I'll be here, but uh, Pastor Dave, David is going to be preaching next Sunday. It could be wonderful. It could be great. And uh, yeah, give it up for Dave. And um, so he'll be preaching next Sunday. And then on January 8th, I'll be starting a brand new series on the book of Joshua, kind of doing a fly-through, a flyover. You know, not, not a verse by verse, but a flyover. And I really want to talk about going from good to great. How to go from good 
to great in God's eyes, spiritual greatness. And that's what the theme of Joshua really is. And I'm really, I, I really feel that's appropriate as we kind of kick off the new year and, uh, and talk about what that means to go from Egypt to Canaan. What does that mean to go through that spiritual journey in our lives? And, uh, and so I hope that you uh, be part of it in, in the new year and uh, be a part of all these services. And uh, we're looking forward to what God is going to do um, in the new year. Well, um, Tom mentioned the offering. We got the offerings and, uh, as we leave. Unless it's designated, you may have it designated for, regular, you know, for your general giving, um, but everything will go towards mission all around the world. And, uh, and so far, we had a good collection last, you know, yesterday in all three services, and want to be able to carry that out. If you uh, want to give online, go to our website, and you can give online. And uh, you can designate Christmas mission or mission offering. I think it's one of the options that you can give. So, all right. Well, Christmas. All your kids have a good morning so far? I think so. How many of your kids, how many of your parents, you, you, got up at, <laughs> you got up at 5 o'clock. Your kid woke you up at 5, okay? <laughs> you know, I, I feel for you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, um, and uh, thankfully, my kids, you know, never got up that early, ever. You know, and, and if they did, I didn't have my hearing aids on. <laughs> I didn't hear them. You know, so if there was a creature stirring, not even, I, I didn't hear it at all. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing was happening. And uh, so that's the blessing for being deaf, okay? Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we had our Christmas this morning, and um, it was just wonderful. Hey, I, I'm curious, um, you know, why, and I'd love for some of the kids to respond, you know, um, can we turn on, maybe turn the house light on here. So what, what is the favorite part of Christmas, you know? Come up here. Uh, you tell me, what's your favorite part of Christmas? Presents. Present. All right, present. Who else? Got someone else? Jesus. Jesus. There we go. All right, there we go. Come up here. Come up. All right, we got someone else right here. What's your favorite part of Christmas? Seeing the smiles on people's face when you give them presents. Oh, that's great. I love that. It's always blessed to give than to receive. That's good. Anyone else? I see you. I see you right there. <laughs> you got an answer. You got something clever. All right. Any other, anybody else? Mom, what's your favorite part of Christmas? The food. <laughs> the food. And I got my December pants on. <laughs> How many of you all with me right there? Okay, there we go. <laughs> all right. Anyone, anyone else? Go ahead, Tammy. Um, being able to see family. That lives. Family, family. You know, you might be in a minority with that one. I don't know. <laughs> family, that's right. Family, friends, food, present. Of course, Jesus. Jesus did the reason for the season. Oh, wait a minute. We got one? Come up here. I don't want to leave anyone out. Oh, we got, we've got two right here. Playing with my new toy. Playing with your new toy. Presents. Present. All right. Playing with your new toys until the tire of it in about two hours. <laughs> That's right. Um, present. You know, um, when I think about present, and I heard it the other day, so um, uh, someone was talking about three types of presents. 
three types of present that's under the tree. First is the present that you walked. How many of you parents, you had a list from your kids a mile long, you know, that uh, you would do a wish list. You know, I remember when, you know, and, and some of you remember, you know, if you were my age or older, it was the, was the catalog book. And that Christmas catalog comes in, right? And, and, and you just started circling. You know, every page, just circle, circle, circle. And, and then you, that, that was my Christmas list. I gave it to my parents and said, here you go. You know, show it to Santa. You know, and uh, uh, Santa, you know, uh, they, they had a secret connection to Santa Claus, and, and, uh, and that was my list, the stuff that I wanted. All right? And so and we have those kind of stuff on our list still. We have things that we want. We, we tell that to our families and friends. Hey, this is what I want. Uh, and then there's the second type. It's the gift that we need. You know, I'm always looking to see what we need in the kitchen, you know. <laughs> and, uh, oh, we need some plate. We need some bowls. And, 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 and I'll give it a present, you know, last year with, the, with some, it was some bowls for cereal. And, and I found them. And uh, Karen was like so excited because it wasn't something she wanted, you know, verbally. I knew it was something she, oh, I need this, you know. Uh, Karen, every year, she knows I need underwear. So she just takes care of me. Every year. I, I just say, hey, I know. I, she knows I need it. All right? And so, you know, there's the stuff that we need. There's the stuff we want. The stuff that we need, and we just kind of buy it, you know. I, I, you know, Karen, Karen was telling this morning a story, you know, one of our first Christmas. And I, I knew every present I gave her. You know, one of our first Christmas. I'm, I mean, it was just me and her. And every gift and every box, I was giving her a present. And then there was this one box. I was like, I can't remember wrapping this. And I, I said, huh, I, I've lost my mind. I don't remember what this was. And I gave it to her. And she opened it, and it was a sweater. It was a sweater that she bought. <laughs> and she wrapped, put her name on it. Saying for me, and I'm just like, what in the world are you doing? You know, so just, you know, so, you know, so, so the stuff we want, the stuff we need, right? And then there's the, there's the present that we weren't expecting. Now, let's just be honest, that's the best one right there. That's the surprise, you know, and you always have that one or two gift that's like, oh, wow, this is a cool gift. You know, you just never thought of that gift. I remember when my two brothers, they would open up all of our presents. And, um, and, and we thought we were done. And my, my mom and dad said, hey, I've got one more present for all three of you. It's in the garage. It's in the garage. Yeah, you got to go out in the garage. So we'll go out in the garage. And we were teenagers. You know, I was, uh, I was the oldest. I think I was probably like 16, 17 and my two brothers are not too far behind me. And uh, so we go out to the garage. And, we, you know, they had us close our eyes. And we all get step out. And they say, okay, open your eyes. And there were two snowmobiles. Whoa. That was kind of cool. We, we didn't ask for it. We weren't looking for it. Two snowmobiles. They, were, they weren't brand new. All right. 
they were, they were used. And uh, because I think my parents knew that they weren't going to last long without driving it. <laughs> so we took it up to our family cabin about, you know, up, in, up in near Mayo, about three hours north of here. And, uh, and they sat out there. And for, it lasted probably a good three, three winters. You know, after we smashed it through some trees, flipped a couple of times. Uh, there, we should have been dead. There was a couple of times we should have died on those things. We were, we were really not careful with these presents. But, man, that was an awesome present. We weren't expecting it at all. But it was an awesome gift. And you probably have a gift that, that you can remember. That's a man, I have a gift that just, man, it really took me by surprise. I want, I want to look at a couple of people in the Christmas story. Um, the first one is they were wanting the gift. This was on their Christmas list, the gift of the Messiah. They have been waiting for it. They have been looking for it. They, they have asked for it. And it, it is two characters that it, when we do the Christmas story, they kind of get mixed. Kind of like in the, it's, it's like the epilogue of a book, you know. It's just kind of like, oh, you know, it's the afterthought. But man, it's a powerful two characters, and it was on your list to see the Messiah. And I, I want you to look in Luke chapter two, and verse number eight. All right, hold on just a minute. My notes did not get updated. All right, someone give me a Bible. <laughs> give, me a phone. give me my phone. No, I got the paint Bible. Okay, this will work. <laughs> In fact, I got the, I got the verses up here. All right. Um, let's look at Luke chapter 2, verse 25. You got 25? There we go. Bible says, at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and to rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and he praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which we have prepared for all the people. Here's a light to reveal God to the nations. And here's the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. So the first person you see is Simeon. Simeon was waiting for the Messiah. He was full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit told him that, hey, you're not going to die until you see this baby. 
And then there's that other person that was on the same time, you know, she was right there with Simeon, Anna, a prophet or a prophetess, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. So the good chance for her that she had been widowed for close to 50 years. That's a long time. And once her husband passed, she never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. And she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph. And she saw what's happening. She, pra- she began praising God. And then she went and talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. So you have Simeon and Anna. They weren't a couple. Some people think they were uh, married couples, and, and some people you know, just don't know the story very well. But Simeon, uh, we don't know much about him as, as far as how old he was. Some believe he was an elderly man, um, an older person. But he... Um, and, and, and then you have Anna, and Anna was living there. She was living in the temple. And, uh, and she probably had, a, there may have been like a, an order that she was a part of uh, that was serving in the temple. And, um, and so she was there, and they were waiting. You know, there wasn't a lot of people at this time period that were looking for the Messiah. If you remember, the Messiah had been silent for 400 years. God had been silent for 400 years. There's not been a miracle that's been had. There's not been a word from the Lord. Nothing. Quiet. 400 years. And I think people got tired of waiting and people started believing not just with a myth. You know, all the prophecies of old. It's just, it was a fable. It was just a story. But there were a few people, a remnant. And, and, and Anna and Simeon were part of that remnant. Waiting, looking, it was on your list to see the Messiah. Then there's a second group of people. They weren't expecting the gift. They came, they weren't expecting that at all. And we know this group at the shepherds. If you look at Luke chapter 2, and verse number 8, the Bible said that night there were shepherds. They were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. I would be terrified too. If, if the skies have lit up and there were angels, you'd be scared as well. But the angels reassured them, don't be afraid. They said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast 
host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And so when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, what the Lord has told us about. Let me just stop here for a minute. This is the best birth announcement ever. I mean, I've seen some birth announcements. Right now, that's the thing, right? You know, if it's a boy or a girl, a gender reveal. And uh, I've seen some real clever ones. Um, I've seen some ones that failed, you know. I've seen one where they had a balloon, and, and they were going to, you know, pop the balloon, and, and, but somehow they let go of the balloon. Somehow got loose and the balloon floated in the sky and, and okay that was the party <laughs> you know and uh, that that was a, a fail. Uh, I saw another video again with the balloon and the and the, and the mom and dad you know uh, walking out of the house to the group of people outside and they have the big balloon in their hand and all of a sudden a kid some random kid probably one of the the siblings you know pop into the video and. Pop the balloon as they were walking out, kind of ruined the surprise, kind of ruined the moment, you know. So kind of a fail, and of course the parents were a little upset. It's all, it's all on video, <laughs> and so there's been some disastrous gender reveal. There's been some disastrous um, ideas for that, but this is pretty amazing. To have angels that kind of took over the sky. What it, it's what I love about this story is they could have gone to the palace in Jerusalem announced to royalty, could have gone to the religious leaders in Jerusalem. But they went to the outcast, the, the guys out in the field. In fact, they were unclean. Why? Because they dealt with animals, sheep. Sheep that people needed for a sacrifice. And these shepherds, they couldn't even go into the temple to sacrifice because they were considered unclean. Most likely, they had a record. Some of them might have been running from the law. They're kind of hiding out in the fields, hiding among sheep. That's all they have left for them. And I love that the, go- that the story of Christmas went to the outcasts. It's for all of us. And they were so moved by it. The Bible says that they left their sheep. Now, there's a good chance some of those sheep followed them because sheep are really dumb animals. They just kind of follow the leader. But they just ran to town. And they found the baby Jesus. And they worshiped him. The Bible says they hurried to the village, verse 16, they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. It's kind of like Anna. Anna told everybody. The shepherd told everybody. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. They were blown away. They were overwhelmed. They were awestruck. 
what, what they've heard. They weren't expecting the gift. And they got it. And it changed their life. And they have a story to tell for the rest of their lives. And then there's a group of people that the Messiah is what we need. In fact, it's for all of us. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not die, but have eternal life. The fact is this, God loves all of us. No matter what you've done, God loves you. Loves the little boys and girls. He loves all the mamas and dads, grandparents, married, single. It doesn't matter if you make six figures or two figures. It doesn't matter if you have a list of, 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 of bad things in your past or if you have a, a list of good things in your past. Doesn't matter. The fact. For God so loved the world. And the act is that he gave his only son the greatest gift ever to die on the cross for you and for me. The greatest act. I have in my pocket a, a, a crucifixion nail from 150 AD. This is not a crucifixion from Jesus' cross, okay? It's 100, 150 AD. The Roman nail that they used to hang people on the cross. And there was a nail like this that went into Jesus' hand in one hand, another nail like this that went into the other hand, a nail like this that nailed into Jesus' feet. The Bible said that he laid his life for you and for me. See, this is the Christmas story. It's not the little baby, six ounce, no six pound, eight ounce baby, Jesus. It's about the Lord Jesus who died. So you got the fact, you got the act, and you got the pact that whoever believes in him, you believe in him, should not die. You will not have a spiritual death. You will not go to hell. But you have eternal life. And that is the victory of the Christmas story. It's why you came. It's the gift that every person needs. John 3, 13. And so as we close this out, I'm going to pray. And if you're here today, you say, man, I don't, I've never taken the gift. I'm not in a hurry. I've already opened up all my presents. We're not eating until 2 o'clock. Okay, I've got time. But if you're here, you say, man, I need to talk to you, Pastor, about, about that gift. I've never opened it. I've never received it. I'm here. The greatest Christmas of your life could be today. If you've never received Christ, today you can take the gift that you need.
Our God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for Christmas. You were born to die for all of us so that we can have life and life more abundant. God, if there's someone here today who's never received a gift, I pray that today to come and see me afterwards, help them not to be afraid, help them not to be nervous. And today we can leave you knowing how to receive that gift and to take it and to open it and become a new person in you. And we thank you. We thank you and we look forward to what the new year brings in 2023. And you be with all of us, those that are here, those that are watching online. Be with all of us this next year. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen.